babies. Not it. It's not that much better. How you doing, boys? Thank you, Irene. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Thank yeah. you, Irene. Yeah. You Thank you, Irene. <laughs> We're working through some technical difficulties. Ray is just simply not good enough. Uh, welcome to the Silver Mind Sports Show. Let's get it started off. Bill, I will, uh, for opening takes, I will, the floor is yours here. Yes. Now. Again, we have a long, <laughs> uh, full show. So please, no Billy Rambles and, and keep it under a minute. But yeah, your uh, Boston, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> yeah, Atlanta Braves won the World Series. The floor is yours. I can't tell you how happy I am. I told you. <laughs> Did you hear that slight little pause? He actually ejaculated in that. <laughs> I had to. Dude, come on, man. 26 years. I've been a Braves fan since the early 90s. You know, I started playing baseball at six years old, and it was the Braves and the Red Sox, and they've been lovable losers to me for a long, long time. I was crushed last year when they they lost 3-1 to the Dodgers, and now they pulled it out. I, you know, Even after 5-0, I wasn't. I was like, this is not over. It was finally over for me when I went up 6-0. Freddie Freeman's double, and a dude. To wake up to see a Braves championship the last 26 years. Oh, God. I was 10 years old when they won the last time. I'm happy. You, woke, you didn't watch the game? No, I watched the game. I oh, watched so it in bed. No. Well, you wake up. Nice waking up knowing the Braves. Oh, I got you. I, I thought you yeah. woke. I thought you didn't see it all the way through. No. Woke up like, the next day. I was like, all right, they won. I'm the happiest boy in all of the, in all of the town. No, I watched. I, dude, there was, I was, we were watching on the couch, and she was like, I've never seen someone just so happy about anything and i was like dude <laughs> you don't understand i'm at i'm at my new castle i don't have the stench of pussy and ash uh, taking over right now all i smell is victory from these boston i'm sorry atlanta we still players. we still got guns so that's, Fair enough. It's, it feels like just, home just smells like you know, eight, 1776 gunpowder down in the basement <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll get back to that in a little bit. I'll go next here, Raymond, and I'll go with a little bit of a Bruins take. Less so Bruins, more so hockey, but the Jack Eichel trade finally went down six months in waiting, and I, unlike happy-go-lucky Bill, or uh, what do we call him, Billy, uh, Billy Goody Two-Shoes? Billy Two Good Shoes. I, I'm so I'm just angry and a little bit disappointed that the Bruins were not in an Eichel. And if not specifically Eichel, I don't like the direction of the Bruins. We don't have time to get into it fully on this show, but Eichel going for that fucking basically a song for what he is. I think people are losing sight of who, who Jack Eichel is. I get the injury, uh, but he's a 25 year old top center in the league. He's he's a franchise player, has potential to be one of the top three players in the league, and he went for, I mean, a song. So. Uh, a little bit disappointed the Bruins were not more heavily in on that. So that's my that was my uh, uh, little chap across the ass, cunt hair across the ass this morning that I wanted to get off my chest. Are you right? saying song? Yeah, Calgary had for a, a song. Calgary had a better offer too. You've never heard that expression? Mm-mm. Okay, well, bottom line, totem pole. Anyways, uh, my opening take is the Boston Celtics. Everyone is out there to blame Marcus Smart and the Jays, but lo and behold, the villain is in the front office up on the ninth floor, oh, and his name s- is Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens thing. knows the chemistry, how bad Marcus Smart makes the uh, doesn't gel with this team, and he should have got rid of him day one when he got the new president of basketball operations job. Brad Stevens is the villain of this whole thing. Everyone should be pointing their finger at him and saying, shame on you, Brad. Be better because you should have got Marcus Smart out of here day one. And the worst thing that's happening to you right now is losing to the Wizards, right? Because now the Wizards are get, getting some steam. They're playing team basketball. They're not relying on Russell Westbrook and John Wall. And that's a, a player you want, Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dinwiddie would have been nice too. Um, yeah, all right. I, I don't totally disagree with your take, 
moving the blame off of Marcus Smart to Brad Stevens is a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, I you knew got angry you had, about that part. You had to find a way to get back to your fire Brad train from uh-huh. last year because clearly uh-huh. it wasn't his fault as the coach. Uh-uh. All right, we'll get to all that. Uh, World Series, and I want to talk about what the Braves winning in their in the Red Sox implications for that uh, 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 trade deadline. Uh, also, a little bit of Red Sox offseason uh, talk, real early offseason talk. Uh, the simplest mind of the week, which good God, there is a we number of choices, <laughs> a number of choices. Uh, Celtics do get a win in Orlando, but there was a team meeting that Woj reported was not that great. Not good. Uh, the Jack Eichel trade. We'll touch on a little bit again. And of course, uh, Patriots and Panthers, you know, Hey Mac, you got to do something. Get, get higher up on this fucking show rundown here. You've been, the Patriots have been last place mm-hmm, the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. They got, they got to make a move and they have an opportunity to do so. Uh, welcome to the simple mind sports show Friday headlines, November 5th. It is a uh, guy Fox day or bonfire night in New Zealand and uh, the UK respectively. So what's guy Fox day. day. So a bunch of guys go fuck boxes. I don't know. Go talk to the Kiwis. I like Bill's idea. Is that like a fox hunt? Guy fox day? It's a bunch of guys that fuck foxes. Is that what you said? (laughs) Or that's what they go tell their wives and go out in the woods and fuck each other. We're not gay. (laughs) I kind of like that. You know, there's a whole sect of, of people in the world, of men in the world that don't consider themselves gay than fuck men no. i forget what they're called but they they're just i mean i guess they're Gately's. closeted <laughs> i don't fuck <laughs> yeah i'm going out with the gateleys again to go some do some fox hunting be back be back uh, after the be weekend at, honey yeah be back at dawn honey see you later <laughs> everybody i don't know it's weird it's like probably you, the same thing at going to <clears throat> glory hole right Unless you feel a mustache tickling your balls. It wasn't a glory hole in the Chappelle special he's getting in trouble for. Didn't he have a bit on the uh, glory hole? Well, there sure. might have been one in years past. He's been shitting on him for quite a few episodes now. Or yeah. series. Specials. Either, either way, if, if you are looking to uh, to go fox hunting with the Gateleys, I would recommend getting yourself a four pack of White Birch Brewing or uh, stopping at the brewery before or after down at National New Hampshire Ray Dress, please. 460 Amherst Street. Good side of Amherst Street. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery before you do some fox hunting, then uh, to get at your local <laughs> beer store, wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you white birch. Did brewing. you say welcome to the show already? I did. Yeah. You, okay. Your mind was working through the uh, fox hunting. Gay fox fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? I think that's good enough. Uh, let's do the World Series. Let's do some World Series talk uh, and the implications of the Red Sox. So the World Series was won by the Braves, an 88-win team, largely in part because – look at them just fucking salivating this. Here's why they won. They had 88 wins. Your Red Sox had four more. Would they have 92 or 93 wins? Does 92. The, does the playing game count? No, right? It's playoffs. No, that's a playoffs. So. 92. Four, four more wins. So th- this was a very similar type of team. Uh, but they had an excellent trade deadline and they got, they got basically, like you said, in the past, Bill rebuilt their, uh, their outfield after their best player goes down mid season, their second best outfielder beat up his wife and hasn't been seen since May either. So, I mean, they had nobody out there. You went Fox hunting and 
mm-hmm. importantly to me, especially in this Astro series, they had terrific starting pitching. Does any of that sound like a big gaping fucking hole of the Red Sox system and what they did this year and lack of commitment to a team that had a chance to go to the World Series at the trade deadline with the number one record with the best record in the AL? And instead, they uh, appease the masses with Hansel and Gretel, and they go out there and give up a, a nothing prospect for an injured Kyle Schwarber, who, sure, yeah, uh, liked his bat when he was in there, but you didn't see Chris Sale or Schwarber for a, a month after the deadline. We've been over this. I just think the Braves getting in there and winning the World Series really puts a spotlight on the lack of commitment Red Sox management put into this team, um, specifically midway through the season. Well, I mean, you look at it, look what you just did. You traded for the NLCS MVP and Eddie Rosario. You, you traded for Soler, uh, World Series MVP. I mean, you, again, they're the first team in baseball history that started outfield that didn't start opening day from other teams. Like what they did was incredible. Like their, their run, like the Red Sox could have got hot like this. The teams the Braves beat had a 32 win advantage combined set that uh, MLB record over the, the uh, um, St. Louis Cardinals, 2011, that one team. But I mean, it, it, you saw pitching Ian Anderson, five no hit innings. You had Max Fried go six shutout innings in game six. That's a big boy start after he got stepped on. Don't forget that he got stepped on by Brantley in the first inning and gutted it out. The rest of his throw in 98. His next pitch was the fastest he's thrown all season. They were locked in and you saw like timely hitting. You had Solaire had, had three home runs in the series and they were all to give the Braves a lead. Which One is of them like, still going, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was Albert Pujols off Brad Lidge in the NLCS years in 2005. Like that, that was that rival. That and you saw it like they just got deflated. Like yeah, the just team, that, they just got just high impact. And, and I guess you know if the the um, Heimblum supporters will say, well, the Braves were in a different position. They've been building towards this for the last couple of years, and the Red Sox were in a situation where they want to start building. And what I would say to them is, you got this third or the second highest payroll in baseball still. So if this is considered rebuilding in Boston, like where else do you go from here? It's not. The point is it's not. In 2018, you won. 2019 with the same roster, you vastly underachieved. 2020 was a throwaway year. You came back with, I don't know, 75% of that championship team in, in terms of pedigree and skill. You were a team that should be competing for the playoffs and everyone has treated it like, they were a Cinderella story just to get there. Ray, we've talked about it. As soon as they made them playing game, it was considered a success for Ryan Bloom. And it may be the worst case scenario because now they, Sam Kennedy has come out and said, we're validated in the way we approach and we plan to do so moving we forward. We knew that was what they were said. We called that months ago. Go ahead, yeah, as soon as they got to the plane, if they missed the playoffs, it would have been, a, I think that it would have been a different story and you might be looking at it differently. Beautiful segue by me to you, Ray, this off season, Here's what they're looking at. So you got some decisions to make on your roster. And then my question is, do they go out and make a splash? Let me give you some names. Your own guys. You guys can both answer here. There's only a couple of them that I'm kind of interested in. Basically, J.D. Martinez and Kyle Schwarber. Those are your two big names you want to be. Maybe maybe Rodriguez, Erod. Um, gone. I'm, I would I'm like out on him. see him yeah. gone. J.D. Martinez reports are he's opting out which would, I, I think people, Red Sox organization would be happy with that. I don't yeah. necessarily agree with that, by the way. He's getting $19 million if he opts in. I don't know if that money's out there for him on the market. If the NL it goes is, to it the, is, It is now if the NL goes to the DL full-time. 
The problem is we won't DH. know that, and a lot of and the CBA is really up for grabs here. <laughs> They're not going to play till June. It needs to be decided by December first, and the sides are no way far way. apart. Yeah, no way. Oh. So, Ray, quick answer: Kyle Schwarber, yes or no? He, they have a mutual option, but he's going to decline that. They're going to need to eleven million. He's going to do a deal, 20. probably three, four, five year deal, something like that. Hundred million. You think hundred million for Kyle Schwarber? Yep. This market, he's a five 40, years, 30. Per. Four years, 25 per, something How old like is that. he? 28. Yeah. I'd do it. It's a give yeah. him what you gave JD and give him opt-out years. So if he, if he keeps producing and the market changes for him, then just give him the opt-out years. That's what these young guys want. I mean, yeah. he's not super young, but that's what they want. Okay. Here's the other, here's the other big one. And Pete Abraham wrote this uh, talking about, he specifically pointed out uh, Carlos Correa as a, um, target the Red Sox should be looking at, but more so it was just a general ideology from the Red Sox should be looking to add to this team and uh, Xander Bogarts not being a long-term fit at shortstop for the Red Sox. The management doesn't really want him there. We don't know if he was going to stay here long-term. So Carlos Correa fit that mold. However, let me just throw a couple more names out there that are free agents setting in and will the Red Sox be in on any of these guys? Will the Red Sox be in on anybody? With for big money, save that answer. Let me give you the names at first base Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo. You son of a bitch. Why would you do that to Bill? He's not leaving the Braves, but I would love if he goes to the Sox. That's for Second sure. Second base Marcus Simeon. I'll just go through these names and you give me Bill. I'll go to Bill after this. Shortstop Correa is available. Trevor Story, Corey Seeger, Harvey Baez. Uh, third base Chris Bryant. Outfield's a little bit weak, and I don't think they're going to make a move there. But Castellanos, Jorge Soler, who was talking about, and Sterling Marte, who seems to be moving every fucking year. He's uh, good. I like Marte a lot out of uh, Miami. He's just signed one-year deals all the time? Basically. He's, they try to bank on it, but he had a good year. He's got a lot of speed. If, if the guy I'm targeting. Bill, hold I on. Think, Before that, let me, let me set you up. Do they make a move? Do they make a big splash this offseason outside of Kyle Schwarber? And if so, what? give me a name. No, they won't. Should they? Yes. And it's Marcus Simeon at second base because you have a big hole in second base. He, he, he can also play shortstop. So you have flexibility with him and Xander Bogarts. I'm not a huge Carlos Correa guy. You just saw Marcus Simeon had what, 46 or 48 home runs this year to, to set the um, major league second base record. I mean, I think that's a, you have a big hole. Uh, Arroyo is not the guy there. You know, and Simeon coming over from Oakland kind of banked on himself, got a big deal. You have a you have a big hole there. You don't Jeter Downs isn't the guy. Arroyo's not the guy. And every other fucking second baseman, Iglesias, he's not the guy. You know, I mean, you've you've tried all different options. And I think that's the best well, option. Castellanos would be great too, but he's gonna cost size, money. This was Abraham's idea, sliding Xander over and putting Correa at short. I just don't want Correa. I just don't he's gonna I, want a lot of money. I think he's going to get more. I think he's more going to want a uh, Lindor deal. And I think if you can consider Simeon a second baseman, you're going to sign him for a lot cheaper than than what you're going to sign. Um, what the fuck were we just Correa. talking to Correa for? And like same thing with Javi Baez. I don't. I don't want Javi Baez as much as I like the player, but he's a strikeout machine. You can move him all around the infield, but he's going to want Lindor money. Lindor set the market last year. Xander Bogarts is going to want that money. Unless he's going to take a home down discount and really want to move to second base because they just grabbed um, they have Nick York coming up 
later on. I mean, he's tearing up, but he's still a few years away. Mayer's still a few years for away. Because uh, mostly I agree with you, but here's the top. I don't think Xander Bogarts is long for the Boston Red Sox unless he does what you said, Bill. And maybe he will. He took the team discount before. Maybe he's comfortable here. Maybe he will. I've been saying it all along. He's gone. <laughs> I don't think so. But he has come out and said, I'm willing to move positions, which tells me that he's willing to be flexible. Maybe he just wants to stay in Boston. If that's the case, go spend some money and fill that hole. Because if J.D. Martinez is leaving, you got a big hole in your lineup. And that needs to be filled. I like Carlos Correa. I think he, he would work well in Boston. I think he has the personality to, to play here, and that's important. Let, do we need to go through the list of guys that have failed in Boston because they can't handle the media? It's as long as Ray's Fupa. So I don't, I Pretty just, long. I like the idea of Xander Bogarts, Bogarts moving positions, whether that's second or third, move endeavors over to first, um, extend his career if that means knocking down his pay and, uh, and keeping him in Boston. I'm for that. And look, he's not the biggest performer in the playoffs. I think Carlos Correa is a fucking stud. I don't know what you don't like about Carlos Correa, whether than he's an asshole. You'll like him if he's on your team. I think he's a stud. I think, I think he's, he's got way stud. too much money. He's going to want real lot of money. A fuck. You're the Red Sox in his baseball. Because, uh, because now that Heim Bloom has successfully brought this team to the ALCS, he's going to do this blueprint and be cheap fuck and go to the bargain bin all the time now until it fails. You're going to see it on this offseason. He's going to get these bargain bin kind of players that he hopes are going to pan out and be their aces or the next fucking J.D. Martinez. <laughs> this is the worst thing that could have happened to the Red Sox with them going to the ALCS. You can't do that because, I mean, honestly, look just the way the Braves did it. Young pitching that were studs and went deep in games and then hitting, cheap hitting. Ozzy Albies, cheap deal. Acuna, best player in the game, cheap deal for the next five or six years. They did it well, and they got good bed, good deals out of these young players. Sox haven't had the opportunity to do that. Devers is the guy you want to do it with now. Like now, like this, that's that's his main target this offseason is Devers. They need to lock him up long term. He's yeah, a top still 10 the player in this Red league. Sox. You're still two or three years away from this farm system coming to fruition. You still need to compete. You, if you were invested at the deadline, you would have been pushing for the world series this year. You should be back close to that spot next year, which means if JD Martinez leaves, you have to fill that hole in the lineup with a big bat. You have the money to do it. You're the Boston fucking Red Sox. Find me the guy, whether it's Trevor Simeon for $10 million less than career. Fine. If it's another guy that we don't know, spend the fucking money. And, and, and Ray, you're probably right. They probably won't because of everything we've heard from them. But if they don't, I think it's wrong. And I think that they'll regret it. And I, and I don't think that there'll be success from it. Um, we'll move on here. We'll get to the simplest part of the week and the Celtics. Uh, but before that, something new, the obvious one, please give us today's actual headlines. Absolutely. Thank you, Richard. Uh, the Atlanta Braves win their first World Series in 26 years with a 7 nothing win over the Houston Astros in Game 6. Billy Braves somehow did not die of a heart attack from pure joy. Jack Eichel traded to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas sending two prospects, a first-round pick and a second-round pick in return for Eichel and a third. Celtics beat the Magic 92-79. They take on the Miami Heat tonight. The Heat are 6-1 and one on the season. Henry Ruggs, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, out on $150,000 bail after crashing his car and killing a 23-year-old girl and her dog while over the legal intoxication by twice Why did it have to limit. be the dog? The car was traveling 156 miles per hour and struck at 127 miles per hour. There was also an illegal loaded firearm in the car. Ruggs faces up to 40, 46 years in prison without a gun charge tacked on. Aaron Rodgers is a toolius tool and gets COVID-19 after lying to the public, insinuating he had a gotten the vaccine. He will miss this week's matchup against the Chiefs and possibly face fines and or suspension for violating the league's COVID protocols. 
protocols. This has been the obvious one sports headlines. <laughs> well done. Not bad. Good reading too, right? Thank you. There are a couple grammar guru mistakes in there by me, so I apologize, but that was pretty good. Yeah, let's pick it up with the simplest mind of the week. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Stupid is stupid does, Mrs. Blue. I guess. Um, like we said, there are some options. Henry Ruggs certainly deserves an option. We can touch him in after this. Uh, not listed here because the news came out after this was sent, but the owner of the Suns, I don't know if he's simplest mind. He's just a fucking racist, like brutal. I could Draymond Green say it. (laughs) What a fucking idiot, dude. He's so stupid. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm convinced money makes people fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. And also women make people stupid because that's partially what's going on here with Aaron Rodgers. Now, he's fucked three ways from sideways just on his own. But this Shailene Woods drying out her pussy with the sunshine vitamin D or whatever else. She has some D's. Yeah. He's nuts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but out, outside of the that uh, um, the Shailene Woodley talk, the actual sports talk is he lied about getting the vaccine to the NFL. He should be whatever their penalties were, and we could go look it up, I'm sure, but whatever the COVID protocol penalties were for breaking them, the Packers and the Rodgers should receive them at full capacity. He just has been lying the whole fucking season. And his in his um, defense was when he was asked if he got uh, COVID, uh, if he got vaccinated, he said, I've been Im- immunized by Shailene Woodley's vitamin D pussy juice, pussy or whatever, juice. and some and whatever his holistic, stupid doctor gave him. tree hugging, tree hugging doctor. Yep. Mm-hmm. They ran it by the NHL. They told them to NFL. fuck off. And then Aaron Rodgers went out anyway with the Packers knowingly allowing him to every press conference without a mask, every public appearance, no mask, every practice, every time he's gone out to parties. They've gone. They, he went on social media and posted himself as John wick all over the fucking internet. If this guy doesn't get crushed, then I, I mean, the NFL, anything can happen. I, I get it, but good God, what a fucking tool. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers or Mac Jones, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Not now. He can't play. He can't play. He probably won't play for a while. Week nine, Mac Jones. Week 10, Week 10 Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Week 12. Suspension comes through. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, let's do the other one. Henry Ruggs. What a, f- I mean. It's sad. That's it's not just even tragic. Tragic. He's a cunt. Wrenchingly tragic. Yeah. It makes me angry. Yeah. Angry tragic. Yeah. The girl's two blocks from his house in a neighborhood. That, that video you sent us today, uh, Ray, of from TMZ has Henry Ruggs just sitting on the pavement, kind of knocked out or whatever, and his girlfriend crying for help from him as the woman is burning in the Did car. You see the part where the cops come up and they're and they're like, "Is there someone in there?" They're like, "Yeah, but he's unconscious. Help him out." And the guy's like, "Yeah, he's the va- he plays for the Raiders. You gotta help him." It's Henry Ruggs. It's like you fucking go to hell, both of you. Yeah. Fuck all both of you too. All yeah. of them. Just them all. sick. You're going 156 in a residential neighborhood. It blew a 0.16 two hours after That's fucking crazy. The, the accident. Like, you lose about 0.2 an hour or 0.02 an hour, I should say. Right? That's roughly how long a beer or 
average alcohol drink goes through your system. So, I mean, two hours, dude, he's posted a three times illegal limit with a loaded unregistered gun in his car and 156 miles an hour at three 40 in the morning. Like what the fuck are you doing? NFL? You can call anybody from the PA. They'll get your ride anytime, anywhere, wherever you are. You're 20 minutes outside of Vegas and Henderson. You can get a fucking Uber at any hotel. At it's any not even point, like he was doing anything anytime. Wrong. He was just drunk. Like they haven't found any other illicit drugs or narcotics or anything in his system that I've heard. He was just, said he did 25 shots. What? Well, I don't that's, know, but... that's wrong. That, I mean, yeah. look, a lot of it is he's 22. He's a millionaire. He's was like you said, Bill, he thinks that he's invincible. Untouchable. Like yeah. Most 22 year olds do. I'm sure, you know, I know I did. I know we all did, but like, there's a line. Like I wouldn't, First of all, I've never owned a car that can do 156 miles an hour, but I would never do it. Like, even as I would never get that fucked up and probably drive. I don't know. I've done some stupid shit, but like, this is, I think Derek Carr or one of the uh, Raiders um, said, you know, a terrible lapse. I think it was the GM said it was a terrible lapse of judgment in the most tragic fashion or something like, and, and honestly, that's, that's understating it, but it is, you know, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible fucking decision that ruined his life and a lot of other people's lives. And it's just tragic. I mean, it's gut wrenchingly sad and tragic. Killed the fucking dog, man. Bill's still upset about the fucking dog. Yeah. Uh, speaking of tragic, the Celtics uh, get a win in Orlando. Uh, do we get a score right now? They're playing in Miami, which I assume they're going to they're going to get crushed. Uh, but the news out of this was not the win. It was that Marcus Smart came out after they blew a 19-point lead to the Bulls. They scored 11 points in the fourth quarter of the game against the Bulls. And Marcus Smart came out after the game and said... 18-14, three minutes to go in the first. Okay. Uh, it's actually not that surprising. I said this to you last night, Ray, in the text chain. I don't think they'll get blown out, blown out by really anybody, except off and on, everybody gets blown out every other night or whatever. They're just the type of team to hang with everybody, whether they're worse than them or better than them. That's they play why... to their opposing team's level. Yeah. Right, and that's why you know it's so infuriating because the talent's there to stick with anybody in the NBA if they want to play, and they play. They just don't know how to do it. Um, uh, Marcus Smart tried to say that, I guess, uh, when he called out the Jays after that <laughs> Chicago game, saying that they uh, they need to learn how to pass was the headline. But what game? What 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 I came across to me was hat. Like, who does this fucking guy continue to think he is? The condescending tone. We're proud of Jason and Jalen, and we're we're proud of them for learning what to do. Like, he's part of the coaching staff or the greater establishment of the Boston Celtics just because he's been here longest, which is two years longer than Jalen Brown, by the way, three years longer than Jason Tatum. You know, you're not Larry Bird. You're not Paul Pierce. You're you you're nobody. You're nobody. And then the next day in Orlando, uh, Woj reports they have a team meeting. It doesn't go well. Uh, Jared Weiss came out today and wrote a column that it wasn't that big a deal. Ime Adoka said that it was just a dinner and, um, you know, it got no schedule it was for no big deal. No. Jalen Brown said uh, we didn't really need Marcus Smart to say that. And the meeting or the dinner was not terrible, but it was personal and a little bit heated. I don't know. <laughs> It's a, this team is a mess. They're an absolute mess. They can't trade Marcus Smart till January because of the extension that he signed, which may go down, Ray, as the worst move Brad Stevens makes in his entire career, signing Marcus Smart to an extension. No, absolutely. But like I said before, my uh, uh, 
Opening take. Opening take. Thank you. That Brad Stevens should have got rid of him. He knew the how that chemistry was not there with Marcus Smart. You, you, the bad blood between him and Jalen Brown, the chair throwing incident that everyone knew about. You should have got rid of him to begin with. Uh, now coming out saying that the two superstars are ball hogs and need to distribute the ball more. That is just where is this coming from? I mean, maybe I may started it all with when he was calling out players playing like shit, like Marcus Smart, a la Marcus Smart. But I mean that's stuff that stays in the locker room. You don't go out to say that to the press conference. It's the whole fucking, you know, East coast pretty much hearing that shit. You know, that's just a bad, bad look from this team. It just shows that they're not mature enough to take it to the next level still. Well, Marcus smarts, not your guy. He's not a leader that like, I think you just don't tell him that you just spark something in my, in my head. Right. Like I may came out and said, I'm going to hold my guys accountable and the Jays need to learn how to be better uh, playmakers at the beginning of the season. Marcus smart heard that. And he's like, Ooh, Ooh, now the next time, like there's this, there's an opportunity. I can put myself on this pedestal that I think I'm on and, and vault ahead of the Jays. I can't just stand in the corner. There's only so much I can do in the corner. I need the ball in my hand. I'm a terrific passer when I have the ball in my hand. Fuck you, Marcus Smart. Anybody still on this? Look, he's, an, he's a good NBA player. If he went to another team, if he went to the Lakers, I bet he would be fucking awesome because mm-hmm. LeBron James and everybody else that put him in his goddamn place and that's where he would lay. Or maybe he would still be an asshole, but at least they put him in his place. Here, he's been enabled and and given the keys to the fucking city. And I guarantee at least Jalen Brown is like, fuck this guy. Every word he says is hollow as shit. And he, and he doesn't even back it up at, on the floor like he used to. So, um, yeah, it's a problem. I think Marcus Smart getting rid of him is a step. I don't think it solves the problem, Bill. No, I don't think so either. There's, again, the Jays can't win. They can't do it. They're just their attitude. I think it's the whole thing. I think it's bigger than Marcus Smart. Al Horford was supposed to br- was brought in here. Basically, I know it was a, basically a salary dump with Kemba, but he was supposed to be the veteran and leader on this team. You have nothing. You can't do anything. I think at some point, and I've been floating the idea, one of these two guys, they got to go. You know, I said over the summer, I'm you got to figure out which one you're going to build around. Who has more skill? Jason Tatum, I think, is a better overall player. Honestly, I think he's got more talent, so you want to build around him. And eventually, you got to start trying to move Jalen Brown. The, the, the two can't play together, and I think that's going to solve a lot of issues. If you can move Jalen Brown to Marcus Smart and then truly build around Tatum, I think it's an ego thing. I think both of them think they're superstars, and the team should be built around one of them and not both of them. And I think that's until that problem solved, it's it's going to be an issue. I agree with you partly. It's definitely an ego thing, and it's definitely a young kid thing, uh, trying to get theirs. I also think that they – I don't think they have a problem with each other. I don't think it's a, I think they compete with each other uh, uh, kind of in a good way. They challenge each other. I don't think they don't like each other and I don't think they resent each other. However, they don't know how to play with each other and they certainly don't know how to win. So I'm with you. I, I texted that out of fucking anger when they lost that bulls game that you need to start looking at the next move and trade one of these guys. I've backed off that uh, a little bit. You said trade everyone. He said, everyone's on the <laughs> That's table. True. That wasn't you one can't. or the other. It was you everyone. Can't. You just have to look at NBA history and the way that this has gone. You just hope that it goes the way of the Warriors instead of, of the Thunder, that these mm-hmm. guys just have to continue to fucking grow. That m- mature age of the NBA players, 27, 28 years old. These guys are a few years away from it. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the obvious one, you were right last year when you said this team's three or four years away from a championship. Well done. They're at least that far away if they stick with these guys. And I think that's what you have to do. Or you trade Jalen Brown and you go get Damian Lillard. If the only trade that I'm willing to accept is a guy that comes in and is a clear alpha above Tatum, because that's what Tatum needs until he grows into it. If he can, those are your two paths. 
You either trade for Damian Lillard or you built, you just let the Jays learn how to fucking lose and then learn how to win. That's it. Those are your, those are your options. But the first thing you have to do is get rid of fucking Marcus Smart. Uh, I don't know how I want to do the back. We're stressed out. If you're stressed out like us, go see Dr. T. You've heard us talk about before. Back to basics is your number one CBD provider in New England. Dr. Tom is your number one CBD educator in New England. Go to backtobasicsllc.com. It's B-A-K, the number two, basicsllc.com. Get yourself a free, free sample with every order you make online. Uh, they got everything that you need. Shitty shoulder, shitty dog. Want to sleep tight at night? Uh, go get your remedies uh, from Dr. Tom. He'll send you a personalized email with every order that you make uh, to put you on the right track to your uh, most holistic well-being. If you are, uh, what's what's Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend's name? Double D's. Haley, Double D's. Haley something. I don't fucking know. Nope. Double D's is actually right. Uh, so go to backtobasicsllc.com. That's B B A K, the number two basicsllc.com. All right, let me uh, just get this off my chest and you tell me how wrong I am, Bill. Bruins needed to be in on Jack Eichel. I understand the, the, the uh, risk with Jack Eichel. He needs to have neck surgery. That's why he's leaving Buffalo. Buffalo wanted him to have the Peyton Manning surgery, basically. He wants to have an artificial disc put into his neck. They disagreed. Buffalo did not um, budge on that, which fuck them, by the way. They, they're not getting enough shit for this Mm-mm. they screwed this up fuck this up so bad so bad and not even from a personnel stand but just from like a person standpoint like jack eichel went out and got two doctors to say look this is probably the better move for him he's 25 years old like this is pretty serious decision and they was like fuck you this is what our doctor says take it or leave it and he left it he's gone um but I, I just think the like you i said it a year ago they have zero fucking leverage the Sabres do. They had none. They got an injured player who has a, a no trade clause coming up in a year. He, and he wants to be out there. And they wanted four, basically four, um, four firsts. Yeah. Four firsts or something of the equivalent from it. And people thought the Rangers were going to give it to him. And, and, you know, they waited and waited and waited and they ended up with a good prospect. And how do you pronounce it? Uh, Tooch. 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 Yeah. Who, but by the way, he's injured. He's coming back from shoulder surgery. Won't be there till January or February. Uh, a nothing prospect, a first round pick and a second round pick. The Bruins could have matched that and, and doubled it if they wanted to. And if they wanted the player, and this is why I think that they should have got the player. You're in a world of hurt in the next year to two. You're losing Bergeron. David Pasternak is not a guy that can carry your team. You have no center in your system. Not one that can play beyond the third line. Charlie Coyle, love you, mean it, but no, he, he's not. He's a third line center. Studnika hasn't proved that he can do it. There's nobody else. There's literally nobody else. You got nobody in your system. This kid's 25 years old. He has the potential to be a top five player in the NHL. He was a top 10 player in the NHL. He would see, he would fit right in there at your top line. And this team has relied on that top line heavily for the past fucking decade. And, um, and the asking price was what it was, and I don't think that they pursued it as aggressively as they should have. Whether it would have happened or not, the in-division trade is hard to pull off, and uh, uh, you know the asking price that was uh, showcased on WEI today, I just don't think was that much. I think they could have doubled that and given up this season 
to an extent and been back right back in it and building towards something for the next two or three. I mean, if it was true that like, you know, what the comp would have been was Lysol, Lysol, Lysol. Let's go with Lysol because Lysol. Lysol. Yes. <laughs> he's a disinfectant. Go ahead. Yeah. Hockey name. And then Brandon Carlo, like the problem with that is you're going to, you know, you're, you're lacking defensive death right now. You've seen the young guys. You saw you, you lost one in the expansion draft. I mean, there too, we differ a little bit here because I think the Bruins don't, are, are they going to plan to give, David Pasnack, a big money deal, a probably nine, nine and a half. I mean, you've seen teams uh, basically probably a Charlie McAvoy deal. I think it's going to be somewhere in that range in the eight or nine million. And then you bring in him in at 10 million. I think that's where your, your Bruins are, are thinking right there. I mean, the package alone. Yeah. I would have probably done it if you got rid of coil and DeBrusque. I mean, I definitely would have done it, but I think they're just choosing to go Pasnack over it. Well, that's a mistake. Well, we all know, know what I think about fucking Pasternak. I think that's a goddamn mistake. <laughs> what, are we, yeah. what are we laughing at? Bill didn't take my jerk off advice on the way home. Oh. His eyes oh. are all his eyes are all glazed over. It's a beautiful sight. <laughs> oh, dickhead. Uh, th- fine. Show. You want to give up if if you want to if you want to draw the line of Brandon Carlo. I'm mean, not drawing the line of Brandon. I Carlo. I can find you a second line defenseman all day long. Yeah, first line top 10 player in the NHL as a center. You don't find that at 25 years old. You don't find it. You Like you got to tank for three years, get the second overall pick and hope that it works out. Yeah, I, like, I think the injury history though, wouldn't that scare you with the whole thing? Like sure, the, five years old with a neck injury. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty scary situation to be uh, trying to go all in, trying to, you know, bring this. Sure. Look, over. modern fucking medicine, man. But th- there's, uh, there's inherent risk in moves like this. That you have to make and, I'm o- I'm only saying they should have made it because of the position that they've put themselves in. They draft like shit, and and they've been relying on this these recycled guys to try and find some secondary scoring for how many goddamn years they pissed away a Stanley Cup in that gift of a ru- of a path that was given to them in uh, 2019 uh, against the Blues. They pissed that away. If they won that, they probably could have started rebuilding now. They're afraid to lose that playoff revenue. They're play. They're afraid to rebuild for a couple of years. They have to just stay in the mix. Stay in the mix. They're going to lose in the first, second round this year. This, that's it. It's already, it's already, it's already established. And that's two caress comes back. Thank I get it. You, Quest for you. the butthole tattoo is still, still viable. But it's cops. just a little bit aggravating that they're playing for the second round and they're not building for a championship. That's my point. Yeah, totally agree. All right, fine. Uh, We will be right back after this to finish up with some Panthers and Patriots stock. Stick around. That was a quick break. I should have something where we can play. Gonna find my baby. baby, Gonna gonna hold hold tight. tight, tight, Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My mama's always been when it's right. It's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold I was hoping that you could at least bring the, I don't know, Ron seems a little crazy. I don't know, Ron. <laughs> that sounds kind of crazy. Come on, Bill. Fuck. I uh, just tired. Oh, I just also, got home right before the show. I'm tired. Real, real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, this past world series was the second least watch fall classic on record. That makes sense. Uh, All right, I watched I watched every game. I don't care. Here's the second least watched game uh, this weekend outside of New England Panthers and Patriots. 
Uh, here's what I'm looking from this. Very simple. Continue to stack success. Obviously the win, but more importantly, here's why, here's where I want to see it come from. Mac Jones needs to rebound from his first bad game. I would say mm-hmm. first bad game. I don't think he's really had a bad game up until last week. And even then he came through when we needed him to uh, offensive line, continue to gel, continue to grow, continue to uh, uh, make that run game viable and keep Mac not dead. And then maybe a little sneaky one here front seven. I want to see they, we had high expectations for them and like the rest of the team, it's taken them a while to get going, but Barrymore has come through. I want to see more out of Uche and Hightower and Van Noy have, um, have been underachieving, but looked a little bit better in the last couple of weeks. So maybe they're getting their old ass legs underneath them here as the season goes on. Um, that's what I want to see. Ray, I'll go to you. What, what do you want to see? Should we see a convincing win or anything else you want to add to that list of uh, extended success, stacking success? Jalen Mills playing better than he's been playing. Ooh, I mean, good luck. He's been, well, he's been the laughing stock of that secondary. Let's see him make the strides. Obviously, we didn't go after anyone in the trade deadline. He's going to be the number two cornerback on this team. So let's see him start to get that confidence, play a little better each week, you know, not make those mental mistakes and, you know, blown coverages and stuff like that. That's what I'd like to see this week. I need run game. You know, you rushed for 141 yards last week, but you look at the carries, you know, you had 3.6 yards of carry, I believe. I mean, that's not great. You know, Bill wants him over that four number, and they've had, they've been pretty consistent with it. You know, the, the the first few games. Now your your offensive line is kind of beat up. You now you finally got something with gelled with the Ninwa out there and Ted Karras out there and the left guard and Ninwa. A, 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 a Winu. A Winu. I a Ninwa? Guess... A Ninwa is a name though. What is that from? Uh, is that from that back? movie? <laughs> What's I don't the movie know. With the blue people and uh, James Cameron. Avatar. 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 Oh, that was the worst four Avatar. hours of my life. I could never get back. <laughs> But no, I mean, I want to see the run game. This is a good defense you're coming in, and especially adding uh, Stefan Gilmore's got a little chip on his shoulder coming in this week with his comments. So I mean, you know, go on. Should we go? Should I interrupt you and just uh, do a little ad lib of his comments? Yes, please. Sure. Uh, basically, he said, "Fuck the Patriots. I don't like they handled my injury <coughs> contract, uh, so I didn't want to play there for them anymore. And now I'm here, and I want to shove it in their face." Here's what I have to say about his comments: Fuck you, Stefan Gilmore. Fuck you, dude. Come on. Like you, you uh, wanted a contract. They didn't play ball. So you forced your way out of town. Just say, don't forget they gave you $5 million last year. And you knew this was going to come. Why would you pay as much as I wanted the contract? I I thought this defense needed him. And I thought this would have made this a a decent defense into like a, you know, a pretty good defense with Gilmore there. And especially when you're moving Jalen Mills around now, you had that flexibility. Everybody wasn't expecting it, but coming off that quad injury, you ripped, you basically ripped your quad off your bone there. So, I mean, th- and he there was on the practice field, Bill. Don't get me he wrong. Refused. I, he refused I, to get on the I practice agree field. with you. I think they should have given the goddamn money, paid him 14 mil this year and got and got on the field. He's he told uh, Josiah Anderson from ESPN before training camp. Are you healthy to go? He said, if I need to be. And then uh, and now he's trying to say that the Patriots didn't handle his injury correctly. Fuck you, dude. They asked you to get on the patch on the practice field to see what you look like. And they would have paid you the extra money to play. And you didn't. So they said, screw, and you said, screw, and you guys got a little tissy fight and you forced your way out of town. And now you hold a grudge because good for you. You're an NFL player. You probably need to hold a grudge to have a good game, but you're, you're, you're damaged goods. He played 20 snaps last week. Didn't play the first week that he was eligible. We don't even know if he's, if he is fully healthy. I just rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, not just as a Patriots fan, but just, I would have liked to see him in a Patriots Jersey this year. And me too. For, for him to blame that on the way that they handle his injury. Nah, that's, that's, I mean, he's tech. fucking lying. Oh, yeah. 
Do you think he'll have an impact, Bill? Do you think that he'll have an impact uh, this game? Who are you going to take out? Oh, I would take out. um, I would take out Jacoby Myers. I don't think he can do it. We'll see. I mean, he he, 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 for sure. He hasn't played in like almost a year. I, 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 think, Panthers, I don't think I he's going to be I, Jacoby Myers, especially on third down. I would be putting Stefan Gilmore on Jacoby. Yeah, Myers. I just don't think he's played enough, but I still think he won't make a huge impact, but he'll make some kind of impact. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a nice interception. Mac trying to test him early, you know what I mean? And just trying to see, but again, you're going to build up. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, barely doubles his play total play call. I wouldn't be surprised if he's keep, keep him in the thirties again. He's been on the practice field one couple weeks now since last year when he ripped his quad. So, I mean, there's still conditioning injuries. There's still a lot. I mean, I'm sure he was staying healthy on the pup list because he's been healthy since wherever. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, I don't think his, the impact is going to be as great as everyone is kind of making it out to be with that chip. I think, you're, I think you're going to see him force some running backs out of bounds about 16 yards down the field because I think they're going yeah, to he just loves to tackle and force him to, uh, to play some, some run defense. Um, I don't think, I don't think they're going to throw at him. I don't, I, I don't think he'll be a big, a big factor, honestly. No, he's he not, they're not going to throw at him at all. No. I don't, I, I could see him just put him on one side of the field and whoever lines up over there, do it. You've seen the Patriots do that in years past with Revis and pretty much anyone else they want Sherman. And then even in the Super Bowl, they knew whoever Sherman was on there, they didn't even look his way in those Super yeah. Bowls. They've done it in the past and so I can see him doing it again. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully uh, McDaniels and Mac Jones is advanced enough. They can get some motions going and isolate that. All right, uh, let's do a little uh, predictions, which always go well. Ray, do you expect a convincing win here, or what do you expect? And he's Bill Ray's always mad because we always blow the early lines pick because we do the show first, and we th- mm-hmm. he thinks that we're going to steal from him. He isn't first this year, but uh, I want your prediction anyway, Raymond. What do you think of this game? Uh, Patriots haven't had a convincing win all season, so I think it's going to be a close one. I'd say... 28 24 because the 54 to nothing doesn't uh, ring a bell just, just don't count because they should be uh oh, okay they spot they spot teams 51 even though they yeah. beat your Bengals last week what <laughs> mike oh that raises mike, the mike, win mike. that raises the win mike fucking white baby no i'm i think more of like a 27 10 i don't expect arnold to play and even if he's going to play the patriots of own sam darnold you know, CMC might be back, but he's, I don't think he's going to make an impact, you know? So, I mean, I had 27, 10, I think you're going to get 23, 13, Nick full, couple field goals. I'd like to see Patriots offense get two touchdowns. And uh, I don't expect the Carolina Panthers offense to do much because it hasn't done much all year, Darnold or not. McCaffrey changes things, but coming off an injury with no quarterback, uh, they should be able to handle that. Yeah, and five, <clears throat> five, five trips into um, ter- uh, Chargers territory last week for nine points. That's got to change right away. Yeah, I don't know if it will. I think Panthers' defense is better than the Chargers. So yeah, me give too. me, give me Nick Folk, make me a bird uh, all day long on that. Fly, fly away. <laughs> this has been the Mind Sports Show Friday headlines, November fifth. It's Guy Fox Day. Go fuck a fox, boy. For all you Gateleys out there. we'll see you on Sunday morning for early lines if Ray remembers to tell me to do it we'll be in Carolina so good luck finding that (laughs) bye 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 yeah I'll wake you up with a beer Rich post early lines post this shit motherfucker I'm shitting, I'm shitting, I'm shitting, I'm shitting.